Welcome to the Shade Every Podcast. It is me, Shay, stuck in the woods of Connecticut with Hammer Day Tejas. Hammer, how the hell are you? Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Welcome, Shay. We find ourselves in a similar spot every year. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. I'd like to uh, talk about some conspiracy theories. Uh, first, we'll get to a voicemail or two, uh, some questions, uh, some comments about media and who's coming down the pipe. Um, but first, we should talk about Jeffrey Epstein. I, lo- I love this topic. <laughs> we were just I talking listened- pre-show. What would you listen to? What you listen? To? I listened to a three and a half hour podcast. Do you know who Modern Maid is? No. She's this guy that used to work at the Department of Defense. Okay. Who does these podcasts? They're pretty out there, but some of it's really good. He did three and a half. Actually, he did two parts. Both were three and a half hours on Jeffrey Epstein. Unbelievable. I listened to okay. him on my vacation two weeks ago. Of course, you did. Your wife loved yeah. that. Uh, she did. Too long, didn't read. Give us a synopsis, please. Of part one. Oh my gosh. Um, well, so hired to teach at the Dalton School with no college. Dalton School is one of the most elite private boys uh, high schools in the country. In the country. In the city, right? In, in Manhattan. Yes. Right. Hired to teach, I think, math or something by Bill Barr's dad, who mm. was in OSS, which was the precursor of the CIA, who was also a science fiction novelist who wrote some books about the elites torturing and doing other things to children. Come on. Sidebar. Yeah. Um, B-A-R-R, sidebar. Um, mm, got it. He then is fired um, for having inappropriate interactions with students. You don't say. (laughs) One of his students was Ace Greenberg's kid. Ace Greenberg was uh, one of the leaders at Bear Stearns. He then goes to Bear Stearns. And within a year or two is managing the Bronfman family account. So the Bronfman family are the founders. Well, they acquired it, but the owners of Seagram's. Yeah, multi-billionaires who were, um, uh, I've read about them too, very very well known to be uh, in, uh, they trafficked, well, they sold booze in the United States during Prohibition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of it with the mob, with Mickey Cohen, all the big guys back then. Sure. So the thought is potentially he was helping them launder money. Uh, at some point he comes into contacts with Robert Mock Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell's dad. Yeah. Who is a spy for Mossad agent for sure. Mossad all day. Is a it also a, like a publishing like tycoon in the UK. He was part of par- parliament for a while. Um he was believed to have been part of uh Iran Contra, mm-hmm. specifically helping to launder money. As part of that deal, Jeffrey Epstein was believed to be part of that as well. Um, his son later on becomes attorney general under George Bush and pardons pretty much everybody involved with Iran Contra. Yeah. His son, Bill Barr, former attorney general under Bush and Trump, was also uh, a member of the CIA. Uh, so anyways, back to Epstein. Epstein then go Epstein's fired for some sort of like, you know, not brutal SEC regulations, but enough to get let go by Bear Stearns. He then starts managing the money of the founder of uh, Limited Victoria's Secrets. Correct. Yeah. Who then basically signs his entire life and assets and power of attorney over to Jeffrey Epstein to the surprise of literally everybody in his C-suite and his family. And um, Didn't he cut Jeffrey a check and was like, get on my level or some shit? I don't know. I know that he gave him his, what was then I think the most expensive private residence in Manhattan to Jeffrey Epstein. He gave that place to Jeffrey? Yeah. 
That was Alex, oh Alex, Alex, Alex. He also, like Jeffrey Epstein designed his plane, which then he took over and uses his own private plane. Um, so he's managing money for this very so, wealthy individual who, who also, interjection, by the way, interjection, yep, interjection. Yep. So during all this time of he's hanging out with wealthy people and teaching about a cheat on taxes and doing all this shit, he's also like fucking kids, right? Um, or what is the idea? What's the thesis that he was CIA and Mossad or what? Like, well, I think the thesis is that he came up through this kind of group of money launderers, arms traders that also kind of crossed over into the intelligence communities of the United States, but mostly Mossad. Got it. So they helped facilitate transactions that were part of large operations that couldn't be done by the states themselves, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, you have yeah, to have like sure. carve outs to do some of this stuff. Like when we sold all that cocaine in California, the U.S. government. <laughs> exactly. You got um, to have players, man. And at some point he starts, I mean, the guy had a very, very large appetite for women. Yeah. Uh, he liked young women. It's at one point he, you know, meets Jazeline Maxwell. She effectively becomes his girlfriend. Then he gets kind of like tired with her. They become kind of best friends and she's arranging for him to meet other girls, which is where you get some of the witnesses that came forth yeah. uh, at his trials that he, you know, sexually assaulted in some cases, in other cases they were underage. So unwilling, you know, they, there's no hey, consensual sex if you're 15, correct? Right. So, you know, the, so he starts having these relationships. His house in Manhattan is completely um, bugged with cameras in every room. Really? There's a hidden, there's a hidden bathroom. No. In, yeah, there's a hidden bathroom in that Manhattan uh, it's mansion. Basically like a state. yeah, that's basically just filled with video cameras um in oh screens God. to where you can like see what's going on he was clearly like trapping people yeah blackmail them, right honeypot, right <clears throat> and so you know the, the there's a lot that goes on but effectively you know he's he's known as this billionaire hedge fund guy on wall street literally nobody's ever heard of the guy or heard of anyone outside of like He's at social gatherings. No one knows anyone on Wall Street that this guy manages his money outside of Leslie Wexner. Shady. Right? So shady. Nobody, nobody knows this guy. Everyone's like, we, we don't know anything about this guy. Now, he then gets involved. Um, you know, I think you could figure, like, you could go down some rabbit holes. But effectively, like, he gets involved in raising lots of money for Harvard. He gets involved right, in right. raising lots of money for different causes, which then he crossed paths with the Bill Gates of the world, right. the Bill Clinton of the world. Right. Um, it is Any blackmail. I mean, that's the thought. You know, the thought is that while this is obviously a sad story of human trafficking, the real story that the media is isn't talking about or hasn't and in some cases killed nbc killed the story on this right several outlets have killed this story vanity fair and being one of them that he was honeypotting uh influential people including former presidents of the united states governors senators etc um to blackmail them damn all right well that's a good way to start the pot off i think yeah yeah We'll dive in deep maybe later. Uh, I got a conspiracy theory. Is that even a conspiracy theory, what you just said? A lot of that's verifiable. There's been some, there's actually, been, there's a book written by a former oper operation manager of Mossad that, that he confirms that Jeffrey Epstein was involved in a lot of the blackmail, money laundering, arms trading, where I think, people get into conspiracy theories potentially is around like Bill Clinton and Bill Gates, right? right? Like, right, right. Were they, were those guys just kind of like scumbags or 
did he actually blackmail them and they changed policy or changed whatever, you know, Bill Gates, Bill Gates is a lot of things outside of Microsoft yeah. is, you know, like how much did he influence from a political perspective, you know, from a, from a policy perspective, we'll, we'll probably never know. It's so fucked up. Slick Willie getting in trouble once again. Swick, Slick Willie flew on his plane 47 times. Come on. Or something like absurd, like in the 40s. And he did nothing wrong. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, when you listen to part two, we'll come back and uh, get over it. I'll talk about it. I, I have a conspiracy theory for you. DeMar Hamlin. What you got? DeMar Hamlin was not actually at the Bills game. It was a body double. Okay, why, so what's, what's, why would they do that? Because of emotional bullshit. Did you ever see DeMar Hamlin's face when they showed him all those times? Hmm? Hmm? Did you? Well, no, but like... Hmm, interesting. But, but, okay, this is where I go, but like... Tower 3 on 9-11 included, <laughs> like... Dynamite, but like, what? Why would they do that? Okay, what's the you know benefit? What Who benefits from this? Right, right. That's where conspiracy I'm theories. It's you. like this happened, this I'm happened, and you. this doesn't make sense. It's I'm like, with cool. you. If you don't think the NFL itself benefited from having a player who had a goddamn heart attack and died on the field come back a couple weeks later, stand up, throw up the heart sign and the number three at a playoff game. If you don't think there was a benefit to that, I, I don't know what to tell you. Of course there's a benefit to that for the NFL. And for the Bills, too. You think he's dead and that wasn't No, him? not at all. I just think he's recovering at the house. And they sent somebody oh. in his place, like his cousin or his brother or some shit. You never saw his face. They literally took him from the, the box that he was in, internal staircases down to a golf cart, rushed him into the locker room, he was, had shit covering his face, like literally covering his face. Went into the locker room, whatever, came out, face still covered, not talking to nobody, nothing's going on. He's supposed to be on an oxygen tank. Doesn't that shit follow you around? I think it was a body double. I think he's fine. He's recovering, but I don't think he's recovered enough to go to a playoff game and sit in a box. There's zero video, zero pictures of his face. I ain't seen shit. Not nothing. Do we have a tiger team from our listeners that we can sync on that we can sync on this we thing? We do need a tiger team. We need a tiger team, you're right. We should have a tiger team already. What's going on? I don't know. We're, we gotta get on top of we that. We gotta get better at podcasting, Hammer. Uh but yeah, I don't think it was DeMar Hamlin at all. And I, but here's the here's the part where it gets murky. How many people had to be involved in that? And how is it not leaking? We're not talking about CIA people who swore an oath to this country or whatever the fuck. We're talking about NFL employees. Right? I don't know. That's where it gets murky for me. But I don't think that was DeMar Hamlin. I really don't. Maybe those people didn't know it wasn't DeMar. He covered his face. But you're talking all the people that escorted him in, escorted him out, (laughs) took him to the car, all that shit. Yeah, it's where most conspiracy theories fall down too, right? Yeah. How is it not leaked It takes yet? a lot of people to not say anything. Right. Yeah. But I still don't think it's true. Uh, we got a playoff picture to talk about. We'll talk about the Cowboys game in a second. Um, but the NFC Championship game hammer, Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern. Niners against the Eagles. Eagles are about two and a half point favorite. It's bouncing around there, but two and a half, three. Uh, I like the Eagles, believe it or not. Yeah, I think that's a... Not a good line. Well, I guess any line Vegas puts out is probably yeah. good, but I don't agree with it. I don't either. I'll be on the Eagles for sure. But what, somebody told me the other day the Eagles had like 70 sacks on the year. 70. And for whatever reason, I mean, the Cowboys got to Brock Purdy. They rattled him a bit. He did not look like he had over the previous five weeks. I think we can agree to that, right? Uh, but the Eagles are going to give him fucking fits, that D-line well. And they got a better secondary than we do. That's for sure. And then the AFC Championship game, Bengals-Chiefs, Sunday night, 6.30. That's your CBS game. The previous one is Fox. Don't forget to switch. 
Uh, Bengals are a fucking favorite right now. Minus one. I love Joe Burrow. I mean, they've won three. They've won three in a row, right? Yeah. And we don't know what Mahomes' ankle is doing, like right? Oh, Vegas knows. Vegas fucking knows. I don't know. I mean, I like Joe Burrow a lot, but it seems like an easy bet. Like Bengals minus one, it seems too obvious. So I'll be doing prop bets like a motherfucker too. But I like the Bengals. I'm definitely on the Eagles. I'm hitting that shit like a Northern. But I like the Bengals for now. We'll wait on it. Uh, okay. Cowboys. Let's get into it, Hammer. Um, very winnable yeah. game. More winnable than I thought it would be at like half. You know, at halftime, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, yeah, we can win this yeah. game. Yeah, that's how they get you. I didn't think we were going to be able to stop the run as well as we did. Yeah. Um. I also didn't assume, which was dumb of me, the DAC tax that we eventually paid. Oh, the fucking toll has been paid, brother. Dude. I mean, for me, I went into this game with real hope. Like, this is actually going to happen. I didn't drink. I didn't do anything that day, that whole day. I was flying back from the Bahamas, sober as a judge, which is awful to do. And... I thought we had it in hand, especially especially at halftime, like you were saying. It's just, even with, the, I mean, the picks, bro, the fucking turnovers, dude, and the stupid penalties, but the turnovers from our $40 million a year quarterback are just fucking gut-wrenching, just right in the dick. I think it was a very winnable game. I do think we need another wide receiver, believe it or not. I think we, need, we missed Amari a lot more than we thought we would. Um, obviously, we need another running back. Pollard goes down. I feel so bad for Pollard. He was about to get a contract. Yeah. The guy was about to get paid. I mean, that's brutal. That's brutal timing. And Zeke looked like shit, by the way. He did not look good when Pollard was gone. He was like, he was just so predictable and not unexplosive. But he's not explosive at, at all. all. He's lost it completely. I mean, he got his contract, he got it. He got that contract. He's going to get paid nothing after this or be out of the league. But for all intents and purposes, it was a winnable game. I think we had two glaring deficiencies that they didn't, and that's called quarterback and head coach. Um, I think you need – I think I think Dak – let's put it this way. Is Dak good enough to win a Super Bowl? I think if you have a perfect team or a damn near perfect team built around him, yes. But he's still not as dynamic as a Jalen Hurts, for example. Because his legs are gone. They ain't what they used to be. Right? You need something more out of your quarterback uh, if your team's not perfect. And that would be two picks. If he didn't throw those two picks, that's anywhere from a what? That could have been – we were driving. We were in the red zone, one of them. That was the fucking – that was bad. That was really bad. And you know what? He yeah. should have thrown four, if you think about it. The last drive of the game, hit yeah. that fucker right in the face. And then the tipped pass he threw high to the shoulder of Zeke on the three-yard line that felt like it hung in the, in the air forever. I mean, he should have thrown four. And Purdy should have thrown one, the one that hit Diggs right in the gut. Diggs should have oh, come. I mean, that was, that was the moment. That was, a, that was the moment yeah, you needed yeah. complimentary for Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm – that was exactly my fucking point. Like, if you aren't getting Dak's best game, you have to play lights out everywhere else. Right, you have to. Um, I think the O line, the O line did better than I thought it would. Uh, the Niners have a serious pass rush, and the number one defense. I, I, it's a winnable fucking game, and that's what killed me. I mean, I hit the under. Thank God, I did the under. Brock Purdy one and a half touchdowns. I hit that too. It's just, it's so fucking frustrating, Hammer, to have your whole season ripped away from you. Watching sober a quarterback be inconsistent once more, you know, you you can't win the fucking big games playing like that. You can't expect to win on the road in the playoff game throwing two picks. Who the fuck does that? Who wins that game? I would love that stat. Show me that fucking stat. What road playoff win? 
quarterback through two picks or lost a turnover rate. I mean, just show me. Show me. Turnovers were two to one, right? They muffed that punt. We got that. And then we had two picks. That was it, though, right? There were no other turnovers. That's right. That's right. I just. I. I think you can – so I think I was talking about the center text thread with the boys. Mm. I think Dak can win in a Joe Flacco situation. Yeah, right, right. You know, I don't think I, – I think I think he could win in a Brock Purdy situation. Okay, yeah. Right? I think he could win – I could think he could win in a Shanahan offense where it's – Outside zone, you know, run game base, you throw off play action. I don't think he can win in our offense, which is asking him to be a, the quarterback that he is. Right. I totally fucking agree. And by the way, we should have done a lot more play action that night. A lot more. They're very bad against play action. And it's just the throws that he had to make, he couldn't make. That's all there is to it. The throw to Gallup on the last drive, that was fucking awful. Even the throw to CD. Uh, where he was streaking up the middle right at the seam and the linebacker Ward was on him and he defended the ball. That was not a well-thrown ball. That should have had more air under it. Let CD run underneath and yeah. use his fucking advantage against a linebacker. It's just, he makes bad decisions. And, and a lot of the time he's just off target, off by a little, you know, but I mean, Dak couldn't win in a Joe Burrow offense. Dak couldn't win in a, a Pat Mahomes offense. No. He just, he's no. not capable of that kind of shit. He just doesn't have it in the arm. Right, he like, got that arm. I, that's why I think it's the job of, you know, the head coach and in some part the offensive coordinator to build the system that fits your players best. And I, I, they either overestimate Dak's ability or they just are stupid and don't understand. I mean, they're smart people, but like, it's this. It's that old mentality of like, I'm just going to run my stuff mm-hmm. with whatever personnel I have. And it never, it never works to a championship level. It works to get you ten wins and in the playoffs. Sometimes it never works to win an NFC championship or a Super Bowl. Right. You're right. You're fucking right. So where where do we go from here? Like, I mean. I'm of the opinion of, and this is an original take, but I, I think that this regime is has hit has hit its ceiling. I think this is the ceiling. Yeah, I, I think we could have won that game, maybe you know, if a couple of things went right. I don't think we were able to beat the Eagles. Um, I also think if we win that game, it's like we got lucky. We played a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we where do we go Where do we go from here with the organization as well as the personnel. Well, personnel-wise, these are the free agents that matter next year. Uh, Tony Pollard, he gone. Dalton Schultz, Noah Brown, Terrence Steele, Connor McGovern, Jason Peters, but I, I don't think anybody's bringing him back. So that on the offensive side, that's what matters. Um, defense, LVE, Barr, Anthony Brown, C.J. Godwin, Good one, sorry. Dante Fowler, Jonathan Hankins, Phyllis Watkins, Donovan Wilson. We got to fucking resign him. Yeah, he's a. And then Brett Marr, which he'll obviously. (laughs) 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 He's absolutely going to be on the team next year. There's a lot of moving pieces. On the offense? So on the offense, I think Steele, you prioritize. McGovern too. Uh, McGovern, you prioritize everyone else. I think Schultz is gone. That's why they drafted two tight ends. Schultz is gone. Yeah, those guys behind Schultz, I think, can fill. They're good. That. Ferguson and Henderson, maybe not as well, but yeah, maybe they're not at. You know, they're not. If he's a ten or a nine, they're like one below. Right, right. But for what you're paying, you got to keep. What you're going to have to pay Schultz today? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. But you're gonna have to pay. Well, don't the Cowboys have like fucking thirty million dollars in cap room or some shit that they've been like hiding? Yeah, dude. I'm not kidding. <laughs> From the media and fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that's true. Effective cap space nine million. Um, 
2023. 9.1 million. All right, you got room to work with. What's the timeline? What's the like? What's the realistic timeline to move on from Dak? Great question. And to, I mean, here's the problem: is the contract. He signed a four-year, hundred sixty million dollar contract with a sixty-six million dollar signing bonus, one hundred twenty-six million guaranteed, one hundred twenty-six million guaranteed. In twenty twenty-three, Prescott will earn a base of thirty-one, while carrying a cap hit of forty-nine. And a dead cap of 89. He ain't going nowhere. Okay, so you got Dak for a couple years, huh? At least two. At least two. Okay. So 23 and 24, you got him for sure. I think after that, they can restructure how the dead cap space shit works. I'm not sure. Okay, so what do you do with Pollard and Zeke? Pollard's gone. Zeke, you make him restructure. Uh, and you got to draft a fucking running back. You got to draft a good one. I don't even want Zeke. I'd rather have a, like a, like, I don't know. He's not explosive at all. No. And he's not big enough to be like a real, you know, he wants to be like fucking Jerome Pettis or some shit. Like, that ain't you, bud. Sorry. Bijan Robinson will be gone by the time we pick. Uh, Tank Bigsby. Zach I don't Evans. know about that. Really? I think. Yeah, I think he could drop to the end of the first round. Like if he drops, I, we take him. Obviously. I don't. I don't know if I want Bajan Robinson to go to the Cowboys. <laughs> you like him too much. <laughs> I like him too much. Uh, well, you got to draft. You got to Noah Brown. Are you retaining Noah Brown as a three? No. I agree. I agree with you there. What do you no 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 Noah Brown? You draft we gotta get we gotta go wide receiver in the Have draft. To. Have to. I would I want to draft um, fucking hooker. Yeah. I said this. Injured hooker. Draft his ass now. Huh. I love his fucking game. Uh Quentin Johnson. They're looking at maybe the best wide receiver in the draft, which I think is stupid out of TCU. He's fast as shit and tall. I, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take no way. I think he's over. I do too. Rasheed Rice from SMU. Uh Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee. Parker Washington, Penn State. Mm. No, thank you. Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. Eh. I don't like any of this shit, bro. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ohio State. Eh, eh. We need a good – so if, if CD is going to be our number one, and he is our number one, it means we I, – I want a really good fucking number two that we can actually move around the field, and that is dependable. Michael Gallup is supposed to be the guy that stretches the field vertically. I haven't seen that shit. Have you? Not since the injury. Yeah, not since he got Mm-mm. back. Jordan fucking ass in USC. Now we're talking. Jordan Addison, I would I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. I don't know where he's gonna go. I don't think Quentin Johnson's a number one receiver in that fucking draft class. I would take I might take flowers no, for him. You can't disappear. Quinn Johnson disappeared for like games at a True. time for TCU. You can't be a number one receiver in college and disappear. Disappear for a couple games. No. No. Uh, and Jigba's interesting. He's a, He's stud. a stud. I don't know what his like injury situation is, though. Mm. Played all 162 snaps as a freshman. Sophomore hamstring injury his junior year. Well, that's when those hammies start acting up, and the draft starts getting louder and louder. I don't know if I'm playing in this game, Coach. Maybe I fucking ain't. So we got to draft a wide receiver. I want to draft more. Here's my other issue with who we're going to draft. Who's going to be our offensive coordinator? Who's going to be our defensive coordinator? Dan Quinn's going to get hired as a head coach somewhere. That's happening, right? Kellen might go somewhere and be a head coach. 
That, that might happen too. And if not, Jerry ain't firing him. So who's our defensive coordinator? And based off of that, what are we drafting? That's what matters to me. I, I don't think Kellen's going anywhere. I don't think anybody's going to hire him as head coach. D'Amico Ryans is going to be a fucking head coach somewhere. That's for damn sure, as he should. My God, at defense. Where the fuck is Sean Payton? That's what I want to know, Hammer. Why is Sean Payton talking you, to Denver? Well, I mean, don't we have to give up a first-round pick to get Sean Payton? Yeah, for the next year. Expires after the 24th season, I think. Yeah, I don't think we want to do that. Bullshit. So what? The Broncos are going to give up a first-round pick? It's the end of the 24th season, so his contract's up. If I'm Sean Payton, I'm trying to get rid of that coach in L.A. I'd be a coach for the ring. Or I, I would coach Herbert, actually. That's where I'd go. I'd go to the fucking Chargers. Coach Herbert. That would be fun. Not coming to Dallas to hitch my wagon to Dak, but it was the end of the 24th season. Man, fuck this shit. Fucking Mike McCarthy. Fucking fat piece of shit. Fucking undisciplined bullshit. Most penalized team in the fucking league. Call yourself a head coach, you fucking tub of goo. Fuck you, man. Fuck. I'm really concerned what this team looks like without Dan Quinn. I am too. And mm-hmm. who's Mike McCarthy without I... one of the best pass rushes in the fucking NFL? Mm-hmm. Who is he? What's that offense look like? And who the fuck is he without a line that's ready to run, run, run? Like, it, even more now than six months ago, this has to be a run-first offense. Dak is not the dude that should be thrown 40 times a game. We saw the same thing with Romo. Romo throwing it 50 times a game, we lose. We fucking lose. You got to give this man support. Help him out. Not make him do everything all the goddamn time. There has to be a better strategy about this shit. Fuck. I'm upset. I think Romo does way better on this team than... Oh, I think Romo... I think if he had the offensive line... And the defense to back it up like this? Come on. I think Romo wins that fucking game. Romo takes his team. All right, whatever. I don't want to keep going on. This is we're talking about Epstein. We're talking about the Cowboys. Bringing the room down. Bringing the room down. Oh, that reminds me. Follow me on Patreon. Give me money uh, to finance my creative lifestyle. Uh, follow us on the Twitter at Shane Irving at Hammerday Tejas. What else? There was something else I was supposed to talk about. Oh, yeah, Teespring. There's a shirt store. You go buy some shit. That'd be cool. Um, damn, 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 damn. Call us on the pod. That's the other thing. Call us on the phone and leave a message. We'll talk about it on the internet. It is 203-293-6365. And the email is Irving numero one. The actual number one, Irving one at gmail.com. I had a different one, but I got locked out of it. So I made a new one with the number one. Get it? Uh, Producer John, I think we got a voicemail to play. Shay and Hammer. This is Elliot in Oklahoma City calling again this Friday. I'm heading out for a weekend trip through the Holy Land to Fort Worth. And on my way down, I'm going to be stopping by the one and only Windstar Resort and Casino. Mm. This will be my first time. So do you all have any tips or tricks for me? If not, I'm going to probably park a Benjamin on four black and send proceeds to the show. Mm. Have a motherfucking good one, boys. Mm. Oh, the Windstar. Mm. Well, the whores are vicious, I'll tell you that. You got to be careful. They got a whole lot of slots. They got a big-ass poker room. Big-ass poker room. Did I ever tell you about Billy Gibbons' story, Hammer? I'm sure I did. Oh, yeah. He had dice from the Windstar on him, I think. Or no, he just played at the Windstar. He's like, pretty good casino, man. All right, good for you. But it's still Oklahoma. So it still sucks. Yeah, didn't they have the... um... 
Well, our boy, our caller knows this because he lives there. They've got like 3 beer. Yeah, they do. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. They got 3 beer in Oklahoma still, right? Or 3-2? Three, 3-2. Two? Three, two. It's 3-2. Something, something that's not no, fun. No, not fun at all. You get fat and mad, not happy and drunk. But yeah, they got good table games. It's a big-ass casino. It's it's great. Yeah. I've heard they've, they've got some good poker games. They have a huge but... poker room. Huge poker room. Yeah. Like a lot of sit and goes, tournaments, all kinds of pot limit, all kinds of shit. Uh, they got mini baccarat, all that crap. But I would just go there and roll dice. I can't even sit and play poker anymore. I've told you this. I can't sit down and be disciplined and actually play poker at a casino. Like, there's too much going on. I got to go roll dice. I got to play baccarat. I got to play fucking blackjack, dice more than anything. But I, I can't just sit down and play fucking, you know, full four, eight, fucking hold them. For six hours and grind out two hundred and thirty bucks. Can't do it. Won't do it. It's a long time it commitment is. and it doesn't have the uh the serotonin rush of some of the right. other games. Put it in my veins. If we could bottle serotonin. Oh right, ecstasy. Never mind, they did that. Heck yeah. <laughs> DMA, my friend. Oh Christ. But apparently, if you take too much of it, you lower your. Boom! Boom! Nobody. So don't don't do Nobody drugs. Nobody listen to Hammer. Boom! Do the drugs. Um. All right. Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gronk on TV. I, I just got to get this off my chest. He is fucking awful. <laughs> He's fucking miserable. He's awful. Yeah. The shit's not funny. And what's with the goatee? What's with the goatee? What's with the fake goatee? If you can't grow a fucking goatee, you don't have a fake goatee. Why would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? You're a fucking hero to so many. Why do you want to do that? The goatee. Awful on TV. He's not good. Not fun. He's a bad addition to that Fox broadcast. Bullshit. And they're not even good. They're not even... (laughs) You're fucking with a barrel shit. They're just bad. Like, why would you do that? What do you think the audition is like if you're Gronk and they're like, hey, come be on Fox and talk about shit? You know, the idea was is that Brady was going to beat the fucking Cowboys. That was the fucking idea. And they were going to get the Gronkster in. Talk about his boy Tommy B. That was their fucking idea. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Didn't work. And now you're stuck with a goddamn moron. That's what you get. And I like Gronk. Is it? Is Brady going to come back? Is Brady coming back or is he... Who is Brady married next? That's my question. Does Brady get married again, yes or no? I don't know. Giselle was like a real model, not a supermodel, right? What's the difference? I I think one does fashion, one has big tits. I thought... I thought supermodels were the ones that did what she did, which was like yeah, runway yeah, yeah. supermodel runway shit, yeah. exactly. Swimsuit models like Kate Hudson, right? Now you got like Instagram models. Well, that's a different thing. That's a, that's fucking Instagram. Those fucking algorithms are dangerous. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tom, I don't know what Tom's going to do to fill the void. You know? That's my question. If he doesn't play football, he's going to go into announcing and he's going to hate it. Probably going to be super awkward. And super depressing, too. Does he wear all seven rings on his first day? Oh, my God. You know, he's going to have to have his own stylist, too, like dressing him and shit. (laughs) It's not going to look like anything anybody else is wearing. Man. This is a dark spot. I used to, I used to kind of think, oh, Tom Brady's, like, you know, a dude. I'm kind of sick of Tom Brady now. Oh, I'm real sick of Tom Brady. He left his pregnant fucking wife. Yeah. Walked out on her. Come on, she's pregnant. Or maybe she just had the kidney bounce. One of the two. <laughs> but he did it, man. That's probably the last time I respected Tom Brady. 
Anyway, he should marry a, a, a swimsuit model, not a fashion model. Hmm. Just to stick it to Giselle. Can we, can we get Tom on the show to discuss this? Do, who do we know? You live in New England, right? Yeah, I got to know somebody that knows somebody. Yeah. Go find some asshole that can get a, the, this guy on the show. You think if we get Brady on the show, we'll get advertisers? Um, yeah, we'll get like crypto blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> like men's rights activists, absentee fathers, crypto. So everyone that kind of said crypto was like a Ponzi scheme and got yelled at right. probably should get apologized to these days. Oh, the banker went off on it. Long-term value of crypto is zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took the banker to a bar. The banker was in town doing some fucking business shit, you know. And uh, I took him to a bar. Did, what and, what uh, was he doing? Was he like 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 doing a hostile takeover of the local like yeah. <laughs> coal mine in your city? And all those guys are like now being traded to like code Python for Google. But yeah. <laughs> they hate it. So they're like put on like drugs. I took him to the bar where the workers were uh, drinking. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he could look them in the eye uh, while he, we were having apps. Uh, uh, yeah. I took him to a little pizza joint, pizza bar in a, a city that will remain unnamed. Uh, but yeah, he was in town trying to fucking buy some company or some shit. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about anything. Right? I can't talk about that. You'll you'll hear about it. You'll see it on the news. Connecticut <laughs> town decimated. Rail workers laid off. Being retrained to build blockchain and crypto projects. School funding plummets. <laughs> Tax base erased. <laughs> <laughs> They're merging schools now. Classroom of fifty-two. Way to go, Tiberius. Yes. Woo! Late stage capitalism, baby. Globalization. Yeah. Love hey. It. Um, did you go to Davos last week? No, it was not <laughs> they, Davos. They didn't have you. They didn't invite you. <laughs> they didn't invite me to speak. Can you imagine <laughs> if I got to fucking speak there? Did you see the World Economic Forum? Did you see the singer? That singing lady? No. It, it was, she was like chanting, uh, screaming. And some guy was playing like fucking acoustic guitar next to her. It was the weirdest shit. Those people are so fucking out of touch. Like it, I see that kind of stuff, and I get the urge to just perform a kidnapping. This is hypothetical. This is hypothetical. This is metaphorical. Stop listening. They're so fucking out of touch with everything they're doing, and I gotta fucking say, I gotta go. I gotta go tangent here. I gotta go Do tangent it. on Ukraine. I gotta talk about Ukraine. What are you going Tucker Ukraine? right now? I'm sorry. Fucking whatever. It's it's. Beyond bananas to me. Did you see the fucking report about him shaking up his cabinet because of all the corruption? Did you see this shit? No. No, you didn't because it was fucking censored. That's why. Google Zelensky cabinet corruption and see how many fucking stories, how many fucking media members in this country are covering it. The goddamn like minister of defense got kicked out because he was driving a $130,000 Porsche. Around fucking Kiev. Are you fucking kidding me? Nobody's talking about this shit on the news. Where the fuck you at? <laughs> he was driving a $130,000 Porsche. And we're just shipping fucking gold and treasure to these motherfuckers. They had a, he had to write a new law. You know, because there's a law there that says you can't leave the country of Ukraine if you're a fighting age male. You're not allowed to leave. That's the law now. Nowhere to go. There's no more refugees that are fighting age males. That's what, you know, countries doing their war. I get it. Fine. These motherfuckers found a, a, a loophole and they caught one of them on like Costa del Sol in fucking Spain getting tan. And this guy's in the fucking cabinet of Zelensky. These are the people so desperate for weapons that they go on fucking TV and beg for them. They go to Congress, they go to the Academy Awards, they go to fucking Golden Globes, they go to all these places. And beg for, we just need one more thing and we're going to win the war. Just one more fucking thing. 
and now we're sending all this shit over and over and over. How much more? Just give me a fucking final number. I want a final fucking number, and I want transparency from fucking BlackRock, Deloitte, fucking Sikorsky, all these motherfuckers. Boeing, I want to see it on fucking paper. How much more is it going to take to win? Give me a fucking number. I want a fucking number. Or is this going to be another 15-year war where everybody's going to get rich except us, and they're just going to drain our fucking resources and hike up inflation and make heating oil cost three times what it was a year ago? This is one of the most corrupt nations in Europe. Probably the most corrupt. Uh, Albania and all that shit. One of the most corrupt in the, in the fucking entire continent of Europe. And we're just blindly shipping shit to them. It's bananas. How much of our strategy do you think is detoxing Europe off of Russian oil? How? How are you going to do that? Nobody's building fucking nuclear reactors. That's the only way you can stop it. That's the only way you can fight it. Nuclear. Mm. It's I, I, it's blowing my mind. It's blowing my fucking mind. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to think about Ukraine. Like, oh, hold on, hold up. On Monday, the deputy infrastructure minister lost his job after he was arrested for bribery. He accepted a half a million dollar fucking bribe. This is like during the fucking war, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? And these guys, by the way, they're all on Twitter. They're all hanging out on Twitter, talking shit, and, and getting millions of followers, and all the likes, and the retweets, and all this shit. One of those motherfuckers had a huge Twitter scene, and now he's fucking gone, because he's driving around 130,000, I can't get over the Porsche. I can't get over the fucking Porsche. How do you drive a Porsche in a fucking war zone, Hammer? How the fuck does that work? It's a Porsche! I mean, how is this different than what goes on in our country, though? What? Excuse you? Corruption. We're begging for shit? We're begging for money? We're going to the Golden Globes and begging? Uh, I mean, look, we would be doing the same thing if we were taking money from somebody else. We're equally as corrupt. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's not really surprising. These countries are all corrupt. That's the problem. They're corrupt as fuck. Like some kind of beacon of democracy. Fuck you. Sell that shit somewhere else. Just give me a fucking number. How much is it going to cost to win the war? And, and by the way, we're risking risking a nuclear fucking conflict during all this shit. That's awesome. That's fucking great. Cool beans. So give up Crimea. Let it fucking go. You lost. <sighs> give it up. Where's the peace talks? Where the fuck are all the hippies? Where the fuck did the left go? Now the left has Ukrainian flags in their bio and fucking in favor of sending more tanks to a war zone, fighting a proxy war. What the fuck happened to the modern left? That's the, that's, that's really interesting of this whole situation. Like, yeah, where is, where's the anti-war motherfuckers? Where'd they all go? I remember them. I remember them during 9-11. They were loud and proud. I think they're like the populace now, right? I'm a populist. Clearly, that's that's what I'm saying. I think the people that are anti-war are no longer like the traditional left liberals. They're they're more kind of. I don't think populism is necessarily right or left, but no, absolutely not. Party that's kind of aligning more to that rhetoric is definitely the Republican Party, which is such a mindfuck. It's all this has to be hard for you as, as a once staunch Democrat. I was a Southern Democrat. And I was very proud of it. Yeah. And then I got radicalized. Well, I think the party changed, right? I mean, it became the party of kind of Silicon Valley and oh yeah, Hollywood. Party of Barack Obama. The party of, of celebrity. Yeah. Party of celebrity. That's what happened. It just, everything just fucking changed. And party, it became the Bankers Party, is what it was. So Slick Willie brought in, like, the Bankers section of the Democratic wing and exploited it, but used up a lot of that fucking money to get lobbied. And it worked. It fucking worked. They took over. The Bankers won. The workers lost. Here we are. Tiberius won. You lose. So, I'd like to bring something up. I, I found this to be pretty interesting. It's a personal kind of story 
So uh, producer John knows I have terrible, I've had terrible Wi-Fi at my house. I have a guy that has like helped me with such things over the years who um, is like an entrepreneur. He, he has this company and I call him. I was like, dude, can you come over here? You set all this stuff up eight years ago and I bought this house. Can you help me? He's like, cool. He comes over like, my wife has to kind of like manage him because I'm doing other things. And she, she sends me a text. She's like, did you know that this guy ran for mayor of Austin? And I was like, what? Alex Jones. Was in your <laughs> no, house. no, no, no. No. Cause I'm like, I'm like, I like, if you met the guy, you would not think that he would be running for mayor. And I'm like, interesting. So I go on his website and this is his platform. Uh-oh. Okay. This guy, he's a two, he graduated from LSU. You know, he's, you know, mid thirties. He, He's he's um, pro environment. Yeah, me too. Pro law enforcement. Okay. Meaning, he says police morale is at all time low. Crime is at all time high in Austin. Community Correct. trust is important. Correct. You know, we've got to do something about this. Respect each other. Show. I mean, some of this is just kind of weird salad, but you know, yeah, I get it. It's nuanced. It's not. I, I love the environment and like fuck the police, right? Which is kind no, of can't do a, that. He supports moms, you know, specifically Roe v. Wade. Um, economic opportunity for all. He wants universal basic income. Um, all right. Educate for jobs of the future. I'm like, I'm like, I know a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that would like pretty much agree with all this shit. I would agree. With you know all what I'm that saying? <clears throat> I don't. Inch, I don't. I guess my point with the police, the police state, and that's more federal than anything, gives me qualms. Yeah, but as far as defunding goes, like go fuck yourself. Like yeah, he's talking about you know. Fuck we def- you. We defunded the police department. Fuck it. Grow up. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Oh, you did. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Dude, Austin Idiot. went total world. Idiot. And then our new mayor is like a you know like a thirty year like operator in democratic politics who's like you know middle of the, we we adjusted right it was like we went completely far to the left with Adler the new guys you know was mayor like twenty years ago was state senator he's just total operator politics that's what we need is some like middle of the road you know yeah I want some backroom dealing like get you, get yeah. something done goddammit. it yeah. My point is, I don't think people in this country are all are, are that far far off from one another. I mean, obviously you got some fringe, but um, and they're all on Twitter. The well, they're the noisiest ones, sides. right? They're it's so the true. Loudest ones. The media isn't paid to be in the middle. The media has no, no like. There's no money in being in the middle for the media, so they pick a side. No, you know, which does none of us oh, any yeah. good. No. No, I follow a lot of weirdos on Twitter. I like to see it all. You know what I mean? I like to see the far left, the far right. I like to, I think it's interesting. To, I don't know. I'm interested in politics. I like following the shit. But it's a fucking shit show now. It is a shit show now. Yo, guess who I started following on the Twitter today? Um, yes. Who? Yes. Who did you start following? Uh, Tony Podesta? I don't know. Just... <laughs> Not trying to go to jail. Uh, the Honorable Representative for New York's 3rd Congressional District, Representative George Santos. Oh, my gosh. He might be my favorite politician right now. He's, I don't know, maybe 2023 Degen of the Year. Oh, yeah. No, he's way up there. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of this guy. Yeah. This dude lied about every – oh, he lied about everything forever. And he's in big trouble with campaign finance laws, all this shit. And he still got elected, and he will not resign. Like, that's my favorite part. Today he brought – because there's media members that are camped outside his office every day, all day, just to get a picture of this fucking freak, right? And he was bringing up fast food, and today he brought him Chick-fil-A. So he like shows up with a huge bag of Chick-fil-A. He's like, he's like, hey guys, today is Chick-fil-A. He drops it off. Goes right in his office, doesn't say shit to anybody, doesn't look anybody in the eye. It's the fucking greatest. This is like a fucking, it's not even a curb episode, bro. This is like an Arrested Development episode. 
It's incredible. It's unbelievable. The whole story is just crazy. I love it. I love. I love all of it. Love every bit of it. He's like, oh, yesterday he brought him Dunkin' Donuts. Surprise! Hope all enjoyed the dunks. There's a video of him bringing Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, the guy just doesn't care. Uh, I got something that just came across the wire that's interesting. Talk to me. Scotty Pippen's ex-wife is now dating Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, dude, what's up with her? Can we fucking put a timeout on her? <laughs> is this true? Like, yes. Yes. Yes, Queen. Yes. Wow. And she has been around. I didn't realize Michael Jordan's son was 32. So sad. Yeah. Just to be seen public, it's just sad. Interesting. She was so depressing. Ugh. Ugh. Yuck. That's what you get. Anyway. Um, anything to wrap up? We kind of went on some fucking deep. Get ready for the Twitter threats tomorrow, Hammer. About what? Fuck it. We're just... Slava Ukraine. Slava Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> Epstein killed himself. <laughs> Defund the police, motherfucker. What else? What else are they going to say? Racist. Well, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I never. Do you get trolled? I don't never go on Twitter. Do you get? Do you get like oh, trolled yeah. on there every day for for every what day. we talk about on here? Sometimes, yeah, but mainly just you suck. I hate you. Uh, you know, ban him from the show. Uh, Cowboys games, I get fucking demolished. Especially when they lose, it's bad. Oh, man. Do you read all the comments? No, God, no. No, but I'll see it. <laughs> Just some people really good. There's one guy, I've talked about this guy before. <laughs> I think he's in Portland. And he, like, always makes fun of me for living in Connecticut. He's like, hey, he's got to know something about Fairfield County. Because he just, the things he mentions, like the regattas or like the bars, like specific shit. And like, bank, half the time, I'm literally like doing what he says I'm doing on the Twitter. I'm like, oh, fuck. This fucking guy's got me pegged. Like, like, how are the boat shoes and golf shirts doing? I'm like, God, ah, fucking shit. Got me on the docks. Have you ever met a listener in real life? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. What was that like? Uh, very creepy. Very. Creepy. How did they know it was Dude, you? I've told you this. I've told you. I was in when I was living in Chicago. Oh. Uh, the walls. <laughs> I've told you this. Yeah. And you literally heard me screaming. Your neighbor, like, right? At the Cowboys. Yeah. It was a guy who lived below me. Yeah. He was like, uh, your name's Shay? I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. What? You're Shay and Irving. Oh, Fuck. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. He's got my home address. That's funny. He was a cool kid, though, honestly. Yeah. Did he make you read Catcher in the Rye? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. Right. <laughs> Might have to edit that one out. Yeah, edit that one out, John. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, go to the Patreon, go to the Twitter, buy some shirts. There's mugs on there. We got to make a new design hammer. We need an art guy. John, you know any nerds? I do have the uh, very illustrious graphic of Hammer de Tejas that I made on Photoshop one night after a few adult beverages. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We need some new art. Shane Irving. I still want to use the rooster, but we need other. We got to come out with a new merch. We got to merch them up. Merch them for the kids. We can make it happen. Let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, that's a great show, Hammer. I think we're all going to get canceled. Perfect. That's the sign of a good show. If I'm concerned about getting fired from my job and... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, well, every, everybody have a great fucking week. Get it in, y'all. Peace. Something held me down and made me make a promise That I wouldn't tell if the truth forgets about